3: is back glad you're with us alongside chad withrow and paul koharski i'm jonathan hutton across the outkick network including youtube big thanks to david reed and jacob swanson for making today's show happen in studio as we broadcast live from blackbird studios in the blackbird academy primary complaint coming up in about 45 minutes a lot of headlines to hit throughout the show today becca ristley and sleepy danny down the hall For OutKick as well, plus our production assistants, Regan McCrossin and Sarah Triplett. Gentlemen,
1: good morning. Good morning. Excited to be with you guys today, ready for a big show. Uh, we've got an all-star game reaction. We've got big news in the Tennessee Power Hour to get to. We have a thesis coming from Jonathan Hutton later in the show Excellent. with the Nashville <laughs> Predators that I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to dive into. This is sort of like his uh, uh, dissertation. Isn't that something you write in grad
3: school? Well, I mean, I, I, want, your, I want input from all of you. We'll, yeah, but we'll, you uh, came in with, with a good
0: thematic thing. I came in pissed off for greatness oh, off good. of something that pissed off most of America last good. night. Um first off my family I'm very disappointed Your they like Well they liked the All-Star uniforms last night which I can't comprehend though it is targeted all these things are targeted at 11-year-olds right so I've got a test case in my house but how many years has there been an All-Star game 100 years and the tradition is the home team wears their white uniforms from their teams and the road team wears their grays and you have a Yankee and a Red Sox side by side and a Yankee and a Red Sox uniform and it's kind of a cool traditional thing, a Dodger and a giant next to each other, um, it's cool. So I don't like that they changed it. But if you're going to change it, and we say this about everything, if you're going to hire a new person, if you're going to change something, make it great. Make a great hire, make a great change, and they changed to these awful uniforms where a shortstop last night for the American League, I believe, made an error. And I couldn't identify the guy because I'm busy trying to sort out the three-letter abbreviation of the team and the logo that's on top of it, which basically cancel each other out, cross each other out. Jacob, if you have the Mets one, this... There's a NY, the Mets logo, over an NY in the NYM. This is called redundant, unnecessarily redundant. This is idiotic. Who sits in a boardroom and says, let's go with this, an NY over an NY with a random M sticking out of the bottom. If you don't know it's the Mets, we'll tell you twice. New York, New York, it's so nice. The city, they named it twice. These uniforms were awful. I wanted to punish my wife and son last night for liking anything and about how
1: could anyone like these and, and we've got young people here Regan and Sarah give us thumbs up thumbs down did you like the uniforms both thumbs down, down on the uniforms I, but that's not I, who they're marketing when did we to, to either. come to a point where you said it, this is designed for 11 year olds what an insult to 11 year olds everywhere if that's designed for 11-year-old. 11 year old 11 year when did 11 year old stop having any sense of fashion or what was cool well because also, there was nothing cool or fashionable About those uniforms, I I I think it was just a huge swing and a miss. I do too. I don't know. I don't know who it was marketed towards because even eleven year olds would hate this. I'm shocked that anyone, that your uh, family members, Paul, like defend your family. They like these uniforms. They were pajamas. But
0: if your son, they want bad pajamas at that. If your son wants one of these jerseys, you still have to get the approval of a parent to purchase it. And what parent in the right mind would say, yeah, Junior, you can have that, instead of steering, you redirect, right? I'm redirecting the puppy now. Redirect, redirect, redirect. I would redirect Simon, who's not a Jersey guy, like he likes it, but he doesn't want it. But if he wanted it, I would take him to 10 other things and say, you can have this, you can have this, you can have this. You cannot have that. But
3: like, you the, cannot pup- have but that. like the puppy, he ends up getting the puppy.
0: Well, he's not getting. He had not ask for that jersey. He's not a jersey guy. His well, dad has instilled biggest, in him not to be a jersey. My
3: guy. biggest issue with the jersey itself is that it's a shirt. It's not a jersey. It's a shirt. Yeah, you're right. It's got two buttons on at the top. It looks like something I would sleep in, uh, not something I would wear during a game. I want the to full. To cover your third out.
0: nipple. That we yeah, talked the third about nipple that we did in
3: the up. I, I Good uh, content
0: again. Ever. Been.
3: I <laughs> always tying it back in. I, I love the, the button-down jersey versus the yeah, batting uniform. practice uniform that these, that these were. Uh, these, these look like pajamas, and that, that's my biggest issue with it. I don't, I don't hate the fact that they're trying to profit off of the All-Star Game uniforms because you can now take the Pete Alonso All-Star Game uniform and sell it in the Mets clubhouse at home <laughs> instead of just having your same jersey with an All-Star Game patch on it. These will be more profitable regardless of what they look like. Because, as we've well known, we have seen hideous uniforms sell like crazy because it's new. And that's the newest thing you can get for your favorite player. Still, though,
0: it, I think MLB, usually more so than anybody else, right? And we've talked about the NBA changing the home and away colors and the yeah. over variety of uniforms. Who's the standard bearer for tradition in all of sports? Baseball, right? And you've got, I don't know, I should have looked up when the first All-Star game which was. Which is be, good and bad. Right, good and bad. But there's got to be a hundred years of tradition, I'm guessing, of, of the teams wearing their uniforms, which is part of what makes the All-Star game cool to me, right? Of all the pageantry and all that stuff that goes with the one legitimate All-Star game that still has something to it. Even though the two leagues interleague play has done away with some of that, there's still something cool about the Major League All-Star Game. And part of that, to me, as a kid, that I'd still like to see the echo of, is that when you're lining up for the anthem or you're in the on-deck circle, I could, you know, I could see you and I could see a, uh, an Oriole and a Yankee standing next to each other in their uniforms, same color, so they're both in white or they're both in gray, so it's clear they're on the same team. But they're wearing their own uniform. Same thing for the Pro Bowl. It's cool to see the helmets the same, different, right? In the same uniform, and that's part of what it made the All Star Game cool. Doing away with that for money, uh, and I can't imagine these things sell. I want to track how these sell.
3: Well, and it's it they'll sell better than just the standard uniform. Nothing, will yeah, I mean, sell better than nothing. But Pete
0: Alonso would have worn this. They they were still wearing something different for the Home Run Derby, that could take off. It's not the same, but it was something I, I, to have to go the next step.
1: I, I, like you, Paul, would prefer them just keep the same deal with the actual uniforms in, in white and gray because I think it does look cool next to each other. I'm also not going to criticize a someone for hat. trying to make a buck. Wear a different trying to do something different. So I'm okay with changing up the uniforms from that perspective. But why not tie in the host city? Why not tie in – it? This they had time. I, it was supposed to be in Atlanta. This it's true. This is what I found out. Uh, well, they could have worn Atlanta uniforms. Else. Hank
0: Aaron tr- throwbacks.
1: Because well, they were, they were doing Atlanta uniforms. Thing.
0: They took them. <laughs> I mean, well, they still wore 44 for Hank Aaron during yeah, the home run. Yeah, but I mean, they
1: they, they they took it away from Atlanta, which was a dumb move, also. But um, I, do something that ties in the city. Do something that's a throwback. The All Star Game in baseball, the Midsummer Classic. It's a classic yeah. throwback type event. Nine times out of 10, throwbacks better than some marketer or someone in a league office's vision of the future. Okay, Maybe, I I can't even think of one off the top of my head, there's been a time where someone's tried to come up with a futuristic jersey that looks okay, or that's different from everything else. But you really can't go wrong with a classic look. So if you're going to play the Midsummer Classic, the All-Star game, wear uniforms from the 19-teens. If you're going to do something i like it. go back to that and then tie in the city where the game is being hosted that way there's a different theme every single year and if you're someone who's a collector of these things or you want to buy something different you know if you're in the city of denver you're in colorado you may be more apt to go get the denver specific all-star game uniform for that reason
3: uh reed will be decked out and dressed to the nines for an upcoming softball uh, tournament that he's playing in, uh, and he will look better than the All-Stars did last night in Colorado. Did, uh, and Reed, it, it, has this been delivered yet? Has this been ordered yet? No, I'm still efforting. Oh, okay. I'm trying to find the best deal available. I got you. Okay. Well, when this comes in, we will model this live on the show. Can't so
2: wait. Th- they, they, Did they not wear the same belts last night in the All-Star games they were wearing during their Home Run Derby that was kind of like Shiny. a Rockies-themed, like holographic
0: belt? I didn't know that it was Rocky-themed. But uh, Rocky's yeah, theme. It, it
2: was it was purple with the, the outline of the Rocky
3: Mountains on it. Oh, cool! I didn't even, I did not even notice that. Um, it, but I, I like that touch to it because that that would personalize where you are yeah, that, for the All Star game. But who's
1: going to yes. buy the belt? <coughs> Nobody. I Nobody. mean, are, are people in Denver going to buy that belt and put it on a belt buckle no. because it's the All Star game? No. I like your idea very much. Yeah. Tie it. You got to tie the, in the uniform to it. Yeah. also. And I saw the belt. I, I didn't see what Reed's talking about, but I, it did strike me that. Um, the AL was wearing, they had the navy blue uniforms, they had a, like a red belt, at least a red tint to it. Was there even a Colorado the
0: patch on the new jerseys? I didn't notice anything.
1: I, I was so blinded by just how hideous those things <laughs> were. <laughs> so bad. And how poorly thought out the logo layout was on the uniform that I couldn't get past that to even study the uniform because it was so bad.
0: Let's talk game for a second. Eight in a row for the National League, 19 out of 23, I think. American, the American League. American League. It doesn't mean that much, but it's more than a coincidence that the American League wins this game every year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the American League is better at the All-Star Game than the National League. I just don't know what that means, because every year it's different players. You know, you're cycling different people out. There's a different manager. There's different, you know, roster ideology of how you play the game each time, and Certainly, it's more than just dumb luck when it's this many in a row. Uh, but whatever's going league. on, it's it's working out uh, overall the more league. talentedly. League. Well, the, the the Dodgers won the World Series, yeah, so that's a more talented I, I team. Put, but the again, American I, League's a more I talented. Put, league. If I'm gonna talk trash, I would put more uh, hype into the World Champion and which, which league it comes from. As opposed to the All Star Game winner, did, and as you said, Paul, it's one game. Baseball's baseball is a game that's played daily over a long period of time. It's tough to gain a lot from one game.
3: I have not seen the ratings yet for last night's game. I did see where uh, the Home Run Derby peaked at around 8.7 million. Wow! Um, and that was just
0: under the NBA.
3: Uh, yeah, which tells you how bad. Just the NBA, under the NBA how, final. How far? How far the NBA has fallen? That's
0: really good for baseball. Uh, really good.
3: Well, so no? did yeah. I think it's. I think it's great. Um, did they accomplish everything they needed to with Shohei Ohtani no. this week?
0: Well, he didn't play well enough. He, had a good, he threw well.
1: But, I mean, I don't know what more. I mean, yeah, he could go out and you know hit a home run to open the game. But he was great on the mound, three up, three down, yeah. and, and looked terrific. And Got was, the win. And you know, was throwing 100 miles per hour. He hit a home run 513
3: feet in the derby and then turned yeah. around and threw 100 miles per hour the next night.
0: I think that. They didn't do a good enough job advertising that home run as the the. A singular moment in that, and he didn't advance, so that hurt him. Hey, hey, they did a good enough job advertising him. Sorry to cut you off, Chad, but he didn't he didn't captivate the way he might have captivated.
1: I think that eight point nine million for the Home Run Derby is a good indicator that they did uh, an effective job marketing Shohei Otani. Average was in the
3: sevens, the, and then it peaked with Otani in the first round
1: for the All Star Game. I think that shows that people were tuning in for that. Um, I'll be completely frank with you, and I said it last night. I'm glad Paul's parlay ended in the first inning of yep. the All-Star game because once that game gets going, you realize it's just a baseball game. Yeah. There's nothing. There's not. There's no more fireworks. You know, they're they're not going to break out into a home run derby in the par, I mean, there, it's it's really good pitchers. There are plenty of guys out of that right now that have, have overmatched their their batters, their counterparts, and it's a bunch of ground ball outs. Mm-hmm. Every time I tuned over I saw a ground ball I saw the shift was on for everyone and it was a ground ball that looked like it would have been a base hit up 5 middle. years ago two guys that was right to a shortstop that threw it to first and it was an out it and was... if the
0: shortstop didn't get it the second baseman would have gotten it yeah. that's how the shift was Ozzy right. Albies was really good mic'd up I paid attention a little bit during that Simon enjoyed that I thought the mic'd up was good but I didn't plug into it that much there a lot of guys I don't know much about quite frankly Um, you know, who are rising or or very good. Again, uh, I think, you know, you're tuning in. I I was interested in Aaron Judge's at-bats early, and I lost track of the Yankees after that. I couldn't even tell you if Cole or Chapman did anything.
1: I, I think if you're looking for an indication that baseball can get much bigger and appeal to a different audience, you look to Monday night in the home run derby. That was it. That was a packed stadium. That was an energetic in house experience. That was a fun, fast paced experience on television. And it featured some very vibrant stars that were, you know, bringing Gatorades out to guys and calling guys on the phone. And it was a fun, personality filled event. And I think some of what the All-Star game does that's really good is I would tune in just for the mic'd-up segments. I know, Hutton, you like that as well. That's, yeah. Freddie Freeman was really good. And he, was was, really he was talking good. about Otani. Uh, the Tatis reaction when he was mic'd up to the uh, Vlad Jr. home run was great also. And there were some moments like that. Xander Bogarts was quiet, but it's interesting. When you can talk to a guy you know, mid-batting stance, what are you expecting here? Fastball. You know, High fastball is what he started with. You can just whisper it to the guys as he's going. It's, that part of it's pretty cool, and I hope they continue doing more and more of that because baseball has got a personality dilemma at times, and they need to show off these personalities, and uh, they don't always do a great job of that. And I, I think they did a good job of it for, for the home run derby and for the All-Star game. Uh,
0: two things. One in the form of a question. Are people more likely, if you watch that home run derby, and you see the Mets on TV to try to find an Alonzo at bat. You know, that, that's how the game sells itself off that home run derby, right? Or yes. But Pete Alonzo was the highlight of that thing. So if the Mets are on Sunday night baseball, say, are you going to check out a Pete Alonzo at bat? That's where the growth comes from out of that, right? You have to translate that home run derby into somebody wanting to see a Pete Alonzo at bat for the Mets. I don't know how much that jump happens. I don't know. I, I, I wish it did, but I don't think it really, really so will
1: too much. The NBA is certainly a, an individual player league, but kids who get into the NBA, they don't like teams. They, they like, like players. Guys. They'll follow the player where they go. If you're growing up and you're a LeBron James fan, you were a Cavs fan at one point then you're a Heat fan, then you're a Cavs fan again, then you're a Lakers fan. So baseball needs to capitalize on a little bit of that, but they need to take the Pete Alonzo fan that watched him in the home run derby, the formative years of a seven, eight, nine, ten year old kid, and then suddenly that guy's a Mets fan. And then when that kid gets to college, he's getting the Mets package because he was a Pete Alonzo fan, and that drew him into the Mets. I had a buddy growing up who was a big San Francisco Giants fan. Why? He loved Will Clark. Well, you would like that with Griff. They they brought brought him in, right? I mean, that's – but it's not just good enough. I think baseball, because of the daily grind of it, and it's never going to be a big national TV seller, you've got to get the individual star to bring in someone to be a fan of that player and then transfer that to now I'm a fan of the Mets or I'm a fan of the Nationals or I'm a fan of the Orioles – or the Padres, or whatever it is. For uh, the rest of time, he's do because as a kid, I brought that guy to the sport. But what he's got to do, and that, probably, that it.
0: what has got to happen, probably, is not that he goes and loves the Mets. It's that he loves another guy. Who's So he goes and falls in love with DeGrom, and then he falls in love with the third guy, and he's got three guys.
3: But, but the, the, I think that there's a, another layer to it that's missing for me. Um, and, and, Paul, you can tell me, could Simon name one player off of every major league team?
0: No, oh, no. Not growing, on growing
3: up, the, the Wiffle Ball Home Run Derby contest in the backyard, you would draw names just so you could mimic their batting stance in yeah. the backyard. That's
0: dead, I think. That's gone.
3: Yeah. And, and that's what Major League Baseball is missing, is the recognizable faces and names, team by team. You grow up, you're watching the Braves on TBS, you're watching the Cubs on WGN uh, if you grew up in the 90s, and you're watching uh, Griffey on Sunday night and Wednesday night baseball because it's the late game on the West Coast. And you knew the Mariners lineup, and by knowing the Mariners lineup, you knew all the West Coast teams that came through Seattle, and every team that they faced on the West Coast, you knew the 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 main hit makers of the game. And I don't I don't think the, the recognizable figures are nearly as as numerous as what they once were. And honestly, it's not even like these guys that we grew up with are any better than the crew right now at the plate. Agreed. It's just we knew them. and they're not We are not don't know these guys. Well,
0: and they're not marketed well, and kids don't watch sports on TV the same.
1: Well, and I, I, at the risk of sounding like a get-off-my-lawn old man, when I was growing up, it was baseball cards. It was baseball cards and what Hutton, you're talking about. That's you can name no, the batting good. stance. That's a good fact. But I, I would go every time I went with my – stayed in the summers with my grandmother. My grandmother would go to the grocery store or go get gas. I would beg to go get a pack of baseball cards, and normally she'd get me one. And then I would go and collect them, and I would divvy yeah. them out by team. Well, guess what? When I was eight years old, I could tell you seven to nine players on every single Major League Baseball All team for the baseball. because of baseball cards. Uh, transferring that to basketball. I think NBA Jam in the late 80s throughout the 90s, you knew two players on every team, regardless of how bad they were. You knew about Low House on the Bucks. Because he was one of the two guys who would scroll through on NBA Jam. That was one of their star players on the two-on-two version of NBA Jam. I don't even know what, what is NBA the,
0: Jam is. What is video the – this
1: is really showing – now, Paul, yeah. by the way, I'm, this is no risk of me sounding like – Paul now is the old man to get off my lot that he doesn't know what NBA Jam is. Is there, a ba- is there a baseball video game now that's a home run derby that has a representative from every team – This would be a question for Simon, but that a kid is playing or a lot of kids are playing that, oh, I know that guy from Home Run Derby. I know that guy from the show or whatever the video game is that they're playing. The
0: PS4 game that we played a little bit, which has been overtaken completely by Fortnite, the thing that he liked the best that we did the most was play like old-timey All-Stars. He wanted to be Jackie Robinson. And so we had a team that was made up of, like, old-time stars, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson, whatever. And I played, like, 70s and 80s stars from my childhood. And so I had Paul Molitor and, you know, Hall of Famers from from that era. But uh, you could play modern-day teams, and you could probably go mix it up if you want. But what kid's doing that these days? Not many. I, I had another topic off of this. Vlad Guerrero, MVP of the game. Let's go back to the Stephen A. Smith brouhaha. Vlad Guerrero's dad was playing for the Montreal Expos when he was born. So he was born in Montreal. He's a Canadian citizen. His mother learned to speak French when she lived in Montreal, later moved with him to the Dominican Republic, which is where he spent most of his early childhood. His post-game interview was in what? Spanish with a translator. Another big star of the game, a uh, All-Star Game MVP, second-generation guy, along with Bonds and who was the other family that uh, have have been MVPs of the All-Star Game, I think, right? Or hit home runs in the All-Star Game. Yeah, Yeah, the the Griffies. But here is another guy, rising star, fantastic ball player. You take the debate over Otani not speaking English and his marketability, and I'm not saying – there's anything wrong with him not speaking English, though it's a little bit surprising because he's he's the son of a guy who played in the major leagues for as long as Vlad Guerrero did. But he was raised in the Dominican Republic.
1: he's also getting hit on two sides because he's not on an American team right. He's in Toronto and he's speaking Spanish. and uh, you know if you let's go back to the Montreal Expos, that's a French and English right. speaking area, right? So if you're uh, speaking, it, it, yeah. So here,
0: after all the debate about Atani not speaking English, here's the MVP of the game who also, he probably speaks some English, but he, he's more comfortable speaking Spanish. He does his post-game interview about getting the MVP award in Spanish. I, I, I just,
1: there's also, so there's it, it, no debate to this. I mean, we can debate Stephen A. Smith and the punishment and all of
0: that. You're less marketable to an American audience as a non-English speaker. Yes, that's uh, that's a. That's, a, a that's factual why I brought statement. up the
1: example of Ronald Acuna Jr. yesterday. Right, so here, he does everything stars. with an interpreter, and he would be a much bigger star. Probably, I don't know, but I'm guessing it would help him. I think we can factually say that. Yeah. If he spoke English as well as Spanish, so it's, the biggest star doesn't, coming doesn't mean he in. has to learn
0: English though. He can do whatever he right. wants. So the biggest star coming in, using a translator, biggest star going out, who wins MVP of the game using a translator. Pete Alonzo goes out of the weekend probably as the guy who gained the most.
1: Yeah. And I'll also say this, you know, if you're – we're talking about marketability. And we, we mentioned this a little bit with Pecarina He's going to stay in Nashville. That makes his long-term marketability and connection to the Nashville market so much more than going back to Finland after the career. Ronald Acuna Jr., I'm guessing, is going back home for a good chunk of the offseason or going somewhere else. I think the same could be said for all these stars. If they plant themselves in their market, in their city, and part of that would, I guess, also be – more than likely eventually learning the language, if you're Vlad Jr. or if you're Ronald Acuna Jr. or if you're Shohei Ohtani, let's say. That ups your level of marketability. When you're an actual resident in that city that you're playing in. And you're not just spinning the winters in a different country.
0: But don't underestimate Pekka in Finland. Pekka in Finland probably is more recognizable on the street than he is in Nashville.
3: Yes, I mean,
0: a, Definitely he, is he's, right. He's a he's a, a national hero. He's been on the Olympic team, and there aren't that many sporting heroes in Finland per capita compared to to here, right?
3: Oh, wait, so wait, he's wait, not
0: buying himself a beer in Finland. He wait, could buy himself a beer in Nashville.
3: I mean, we we know firsthand based on that with Auntie Mokinen. The, the Finnish play-by-play voice. Who came uh, just for him. who came Yeah, he, he flew here uh, just for the Stanley Cup final because they had a, a Finnish goaltender and they had the name in the sport and Pekka doing it. Now, he's by far uh, more recognized there than yeah. he by far. Um, so and, it's and a that, matter
0: of where you want your celebrity.
3: And that's part of the reason why a lot of people thought he was going to go and play there at the end of his career.
0: Cherry uh, on top kind of thing.
3: And he's going back there for the summer, and then he's coming back here uh, for the hockey season. That's the way they phrased it yesterday in, in the in the presser. Coming up, uh, news, uh, bad news uh, in the NFL with Richard Sherman uh, arrested. We'll give you the details on what we know through that. Uh, also, we we'll get into the details of Game Four of the NBA Finals, which tips off tonight, and it includes our three hundred and sixty parlay. It's all straight ahead on Outkick three hundred and sixty. Making it rain. PK wins last night, and he is back for the 360 parlay yet again. And we've got some NBA action for you right now through FanDuel.com slash OK360. You can place your first bet and get 30-1 to odds on either team to win their next game. That's one option for you at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com slash OK360. There's the offer. Bet $5.00. Get 150 on any team to win its next game. So you can bet the Bucks or the Suns to win in game four, and you can win $150 on a $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash OK360 for details. And, Paul, give us the details on tonight's parlay for all of our current well, users.
0: Last night I said let's get this over with early. Which is BS. I had no idea what time Team USA was playing. But it turned out Team USA was done before the first inning of the All-Star game was done. Tonight, we're, we, you know, I'm trying to mimic what Jacob does here. So we're going same game parlay okay. on game four of the NBA Finals. Bridges to score 10 or more. Holiday to score 15 or more. Booker to score 25 or more. Giannis to score 30 or more. Holiday records six or more assists. He's hit this every game. I've, I've uh, had him on that. Giannis, 10 or more rebounds. Ayton, 10 or more rebounds. Middleton, two or more threes. $5 pays almost $41. It's plus 717 What do we think?
3: Chad, your initial reaction this morning was we will win all
1: but
0: But which one? one.
1: Uh, I don't know which one. I don't. <laughs> Just pick
3: any of them. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to win
0: seven many. of the eight.
1: When I saw the length of of that parlay, I immediately thought, I don't care much. how but, good the odds are on all those individual things yeah, happening. We're going to end up at the work. end of the night thinking, I wish we'd have had a seven-leg parlay. All right, I'll tell you the one <laughs> We that, really should
0: have just taken one off. We're only going to I'll miss tell one, you the but, one that concerns me the most is Holiday scoring 15. A Booker
1: concerns me.
0: Booker's Which, been over 25 the last two games.
1: Booker concerns me.
0: Giannis I think the Suns bounce back. I bit. think tonight's going to be a close game. What do you guys think?
1: I think it's a close game.
3: And yes. I, th- I
0: think the Suns win it close.
3: Well, the Suns just did not hit. Uh, I mean, it, just to be very simple about what game three was, the Suns just didn't hit their shots. And, and, and Milwaukee did. I thought
0: that was going to be a Milwaukee night no matter um, what. The first game back. and Giannis
3: willed them to that victory, but I... He was sick. He, I mean, he's been, he's been really good. But the Suns are the better team. They just did not hit the usual shots we're used to seeing them make. And if they do, this is this is a tight game or they win uh, in game four tonight. Uh, and In game two, the 50-50 balls went to Phoenix, not to Milwaukee. And it was a, a bit of the opposite uh, the other night. Um, in Phoenix, they're referring to history uh, in referring to game four. The organization's two other appearances in the finals, uh, never resulted in them actually leading the series. And they have a chance now to take a 3-1 lead going back to Phoenix, which is massive for them. So they're viewing this like this is their last time in the Deer
1: District.
0: I think it is going to be a 4-2 series, but feel like a handy win by the Suns.
1: I think this is so cliche to say, you know, the pivotal Game 4. But this really is... (laughs) I think this is going, going right down to the wire. This is the pivotal game four. I think if Milwaukee wins, this is a seven-game series. I think if Phoenix wins, they are going home. And as Hutton said, they have visited the Deer District for the final time. They're going to go back home and win it you know, at that point. I really think it's either it's going to end in five based on tonight or it's going the distance based on tonight. You
0: know one reason I'd like to see it be a seven-game series? Maria Taylor. Because her contract is up before game seven.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Has anyone paid any attention to the, that actual show that she's hosting? I haven't I've watched a second at, of the time. countdown.
0: And halftime, it's very short. She comes back. She talks for a couple seconds. The guys talk for a couple seconds, and there's all commercials. I mean, they jam in every imaginable uh, commercial. I haven't watched it pregame at all.
3: They, uh, I just feel like all those one-on-one interviews and things, I, I feel like you, you see them already on SportsCenter. Like, a uh, uh,
0: yeah, the same the type of conversation. Sit down. And so, there's not that
3: much. Uh, but, yeah, I don't. I don't pay attention to their pregame show.
1: There's just, and I'd say that about any pregame show. There's no real reason to tune in, unless you have this huge personality that might say something crazy, like a Charles Barkley. The inside the oh. NBA guys, they they'll say exactly what they're thinking. For the NBA, you're saying, yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's no X's and O's with this.
3: No. Like the the big talk in Phoenix. I was reading the the paper. Out in Arizona, and their talk is, we need to build the Giannis wall. You got to build the wall and keep him out of the paint and keep from dishing. There's no, it's just, it's all very simplistic. the The pregame show is not really getting in deep on the drawing up plays and telling me what they're doing. I feel like in football, you can do that a lot more. In baseball, you can talk about pitch location, different things that that hitters do against a certain pitcher. Are you
0: big on pregame for anything, though?
3: Um, I I, I buy into the the game planning aspect of things. I just don't think there's much of it in the NBA.
0: I'm not big on pregame shows for much, unless it's like, you know, the the fine, you know the uh, I, uh, like, like a game seven maybe or the Euro finals where the whole tournament had built up you know a singular game like that but for a series like in a regular game even a World Series uh, Super Bowl I don't watch much pre it's just I, too
1: much I, I like Super Bowl pre-game. I watch all the pregame in the background so, Bowl, while you're yeah. cooking or but I I, I like pre day mm. shows I like College Game Day. I like pregame I no, I like I that. like the Fox pregame show. I record that also. I like NFL pregame day shows about every game. I think when it's a once a week event, it plays well. I am not as big on televised pregame game singular shows. Especially what ESPN does to the NBA. I'm just not not interested I at will all say, in their like, pregame activity.
0: NFL countdown on ESPN uh, Hutton and I for years and years haven't seen it most of the time because the Titans play at noon central most of the time. And on the rare occasion when they play a, uh, a 3 o'clock game, I see it, and I'm always disappointed by it, always. Um,
3: well, I, li- I like the NFL pregame shows when I get to see them because of the newsworthiness of it. Those, those shows actually break news. Yeah, but it's all tweeted show. out
0: at the same time or earlier, so you, you get it. It's a matter of how you get it. And see, I
1: like how they package Tom Rinaldi's pieces on College Game Day. You know, now he's with Fox, obviously, so he'll be doing stuff for the Fox pregame show. But I like when they have those elements of pre-produced, cool package, maybe a story you didn't know that's well done, then analysis from good commentators on the pregame show that goes back to that, then some X's and O's stuff. An, exa- an example the of what the, the, what ESPN or anyone that has these these contracts could do, you've got the resources. Bring in the dude who runs half-court hoops, for instance. I love that Twitter feed. And he breaks down every set that he'll see in the NBA Finals. Bring that in and then show that and show something that's going on in the game and something to watch. Just a different element. you know. Spice it up with some different elements to a pregame show, and it'd, it'd be more interesting. But now the spice with the pregame show is – Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols. That's, but all the controversy around that is anyone now tuning in because of that? No, I don't think so. I'm
0: tuning in for it. If she's not there for Game Seven, well, because she stepped away. Well, I'm very curious to see what they do if she's not there. I mean, that's going to be a lot. Andrew Marshawn's going to be all over that. Richard Deitch, right? If this series goes to where her contract is expiring, what are they doing? Well, what they if they just think, put what, in
3: another host and they and who is that other
1: host? Is it Rachel Nichols? Well, no. she she could say no. I mean, if you're Rachel Nichols and they went back to you in a pinch ESPN, and let's, say, can you do a yeah. game yeah. Or, I mean, or do Rachel you Nichols say they're
0: seat. not going to put her in? But if they asked her back, then she gets back in good graces by saying yes. There's a whole God. bunch of politics going on there.
1: How could I mean, I don't understand how she would ever be in bad graces with ESPN, given she everything is. now. She's,
3: she she's not going to be asked it back if Maria Taylor says no to game Dude, State. the only
0: reason Rachel Nichols is still with ESPN, I think, is because she's got lawsuit... Uh, ability against them because they recorded a conversation in a two party consent state.
1: If I'm Rachel Nichols, I am sprinting from ESPN if that apology was for where? to wherever she wants that's not ESPN. She is very good.
0: I understand. She can that, go she can go idea, to a number of
1: different places. This idea go that there Fox. are a lot of alternatives.
0: Fox doesn't have any basketball. She's a basketball She person.
1: can do more than basketball. She's covered the Titans here in town. But I think she's she wants done different to things. Do basketball,
0: she's got a lot of time invested in basketball sourcing and in basketball relationships and stuff. I just think this this go elsewhere there are only so many places you could go. Maria Taylor apparently could go be Tirico when Tariko goes to be Al Michaels. But beyond that, there's not a lot.
1: I just think in public I, I, perception. I, I, Rachel I know.
0: Nichols left and came back. Well, ESPN
1: is different, obviously. But given what uh, Stephen A. Smith said a couple different times, also you know, there's been a, a few incidents where he's been forced to apologize or close to it this week and hasn't been suspended, hasn't been taken off any assignments or anything like that. From a public perception standpoint and what Rachel Nichols probably knows, I think Rachel Nichols has ESPN by the balls on this. I think so
0: too. I think so too because of the lawsuit. I
1: I think, and if I was Rachel Nichols and they came back to me and said, you know, hey, uh, we need you for game seven, if Maria Taylor left, nope, sorry, you made your bed. And they're putting out an internal memo now that Outkick has to all their employees about a town hall meeting they're going to have on race relations. Where they say, make no mistake, Maria Taylor earned that. Earned that job. Well, if I'm Rachel Nichols, I'm saying, how did make I earn no losing that job?
0: I earned it also. Yeah. She, no and I had it she's in my not even
1: She's not saying in that private conversation that Maria Taylor hasn't earned opportunities or that she's not good. But my response would be, well, she may have earned it, but what have I done to lose that job? Explain to me why I'm not working out. If you're Rachel Nichols. The hot, I think she's the in a good thing. spot with ESPN right thing. now.
0: The one thing she could do is say, I'll take game seven if we're going to talk contractually about me having games one through seven next year and the year after that and the year after that.
1: She just comes back and says, I'll take half of what Maria wanted. Right now, let's sign. <laughs> sign on the dot, I'll take four million, all right? Not the eight million she wanted. I'll take
0: four and half be done. Eddie. Let's do it. Half Eddie.
1: Uh, Richard Sherman
3: arrested and booked uh, this morning in King County Correctional's uh, facility in Seattle on burglary and domestic violence charges. Um, And here is the actual uh, status where the bail is denied and that has been making the rounds. Richard Sherman uh, booked this morning, 6.08 a.m. Bail was denied because they are investigating this incident as a felony. We're gonna put this on the screen so our viewers can watch this and see this. But the charges are burglary, domestic violence, and bail denied, which is a strong indicator that whatever happened, and details will come out on this, uh, is, just to put it simply, not good. Uh, there is what has been circulating this morning. And we, we have seen statements uh, from multiple outlets, including uh, the NFLPA, where Sherman's on the leadership board.
0: Yes, and the NFLPA, uh, pretty assertively uh, pretty proactively put out a statement we were made aware of an arrest last night of one of our player leaders for an alleged domestic violence incident and have activated our domestic violence crisis protocol for the protection and support of everyone involved we'll continue to monitor blah 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 I mean to me and I haven't monitored what the NFLPA has done Regarding incidents involving its players, but Richard Sherman's a very big union guy, and they've uh, addressed the fact that something's gone, something big's gone on with him, pretty quickly. Uh, I, I respect that, as opposed to hiding. Feels which, out of character uh, for Sherman. That,
3: you know, when, yes. when this hit, uh, everyone was doing a double take, um, just just based on seeing his name associated uh, with an arrest.
0: It's a big story.
3: Um, and, yeah, that, that's going to be the headline that dominates today is, is what happened and, and exactly why he's being held without bail. The INV on that graphic we put up indicates that they're investigating this as, as law enforcement is as a felony charge. So, uh, again, uh, whatever details do come out, not going to be good for Richard Sherman, who is currently a free agent, um, uh, looking for a, a team as training camp nears in two weeks doesn't look likely uh at this point coming up primary complaint we are ready to go several of the submissions uh to 360 at outkick.com have been excellent we'll play some of those and you can join us as well at 855-208-8806 but first let's tell you about com slash outkick look erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men it does not have to make you feel like half of a man since 2017 my Doctor Hank has been making America hard again. My Doctor Hank
1: helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. And you should not feel embarrassed about this as Hutton said it affects over half of men out there, but if you want something mailed to you discreetly, they can do that with My Doctor Hank and they're going to send it to you from a pharmacy in the United States.
0: Go to our, uh My Doctor Hank/360
1: MyDoctorHank.com
3: slash OutKick. MyDoctorHank.com slash OutKick. You can sign up 50% off. Uh, Just tell Dr. Hank that we sent you. MyDoctorHank.com slash OutKick. OutKick 360 across the OutKick Network. Glad you're with us alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. It is time for my primary complaint. My primary complaint this week, here is the schedule for the NBA Finals, uh, where we have waited since Sunday to tip off Game 4. But this is more than just the NBA Finals schedule. It's the entire playoff pace. 61 days. 61 days. If the Finals goes to 7 games, that's the span of time that it takes the NBA to start and finish its tournament. May 22nd to July 22nd. If the NCAA can go from 65 teams in roughly three weeks and take it to a championship game, how can the NBA not get through a playoff and a playoff bracket in less than 60 days? Less than two months. That's all I'm asking for. Give me a couple of weeks back and following along. Otherwise, we shouldn't really care until the championship series gets here, if we even care then.
1: That's my primary complaint. My primary complaint is Peyton Manning's slander. Uh, Paul Kuharski is guilty of this, sending us a, a video of him throwing out the first pitch last night at Coors Field. Peyton Manning threw from the mound. Okay, He tried to throw it hard. And what happened was it went down and to the left. As David Reed would say, down and to the left. Someone with a neck injury a lot of times they try to throw something hard, it goes down into the left. It was not a horrific throw. It one-hopped the catcher. He sort of batted it up in the air and stopped it. But when you're going to do these first pitches, and I speak from experience, we've done this, you can go a couple of different routes. You can play it extremely safe. You can lob it in there. You can get some air underneath it. Make sure it gets up to the chest of the catcher. Or you can shoot your shot, and you can go for it. And guess what Peyton did? He went for it he shot his shot. Didn't work out great. Also, it wasn't the worst I've ever seen. But you out there would not do any better, I promise. And that is my primary complaint. (laughs)
0: I'll get to that in a minute. My primary complaint, the NFL and uh, their statistic keeping. Um, Sacks started as an official statistic in 1982. It has taken 39 years for researchers not the NFL's researchers to take care of this if you look up at the screen here. Remember the name Bubba Baker? He played for the Lions, the Rams, the Browns, and Minnesota. Turns out he's got the best sack single sack season in NFL history in 1978. He had 23 sacks because researchers went back and they looked at film and they looked at play-by-play records, and he's got a better sack season than Michael Strahan for whom Brett Favre laid down for him to set the record. whole bunch of guys on here with better uh, that are in the top 25 uh, seasons of for, for sack records. Um, get my numbers here. Nine of the 21 best single sack seasons, turns out, came from before 1982. 43%! The league had no interest in sharing this information with us. They just let us pretend football didn't exist before 1982. Look, any stats that haven't been recorded pre a certain era, we're in a very modern time now. You can go back and count things. This has been a disservice to a lot of guys. Bubba Baker, first among them. Thank you, Pro Football Reference, for doing this. It's... uh, Godspeed to you for doing the fine work, and at a time where everybody cites PFF over and over and over for subjective stats, thank you to a service that gives us objective stats. Bubba Baker, congratulations on your new record.
3: Forgive me for being skeptical, but do we trust notes from uh, you know, a press box 30 to 40 years ago is vastly different? than a press box now, where you have a guy specific to defense and maybe even just a front four that's handling stats for the NFL now versus what what would have been the case.
0: I I think they're being extra careful not to award something they shouldn't award, like bending over backwards. And I think if the play-by-play, you know how they're written for years and years, the same system. If you've got a quarterback dropping back, tackled by a defensive lineman, it's a sap. Is it? Unless is it on running. video? Unless he's running. You see right. a lot of the. I, I think with the video. some of it's supplemented by video. I think you know if you're if you're going further back, then uh, you no. know the further yeah. you go back. I think the if it was it supplemented
3: is. by video, this would have been out much earlier than this week.
1: I didn't know anything about this until you brought it to light. So good job bringing it up. But I, I have not heard anything about this. If it's video back from 1978. Which I guess theoretically it could be. I think they've pieced together together everything they can.
0: I have no reason to doubt pro football reference, which does excellent work. And they're not going to throw together, cobble together statistics that don't stand up. You're saying that Peyton Manning, the greatest quarterback of all time conceivably, could throw a better first pitch than me? Oh, my God. What a standard you're setting for him. Yeah. This guy should be able to throw a first pitch with his eyes closed. He won a Super Bowl since the next surgery, Chad.
1: Yeah, you know how age I'm not worked?
0: saying it's terrible. I mean, you know age he did not it and hit the mascot. But he's got to throw a better first pitch than this. I love Peyton Manning. I know you love him so much that he can't do anything wrong. You're allowed to say this was a bad first pitch from a Hall of Fame quarterback. A guy Line who, me up every Hall of Fame quarterback they'll throw better pitches than this. It was a guy
1: that if he wanted to go up there and lob it in like you did at no, the Sounds game, don't lob it he in. could have easily done it and thrown it right to the guy but he tried to throw a fastball as an actual pitch. He was playing
0: with the rubber. Dude, I'm he went for back you. on I'm it. What level as he of could. apology you're offering for him? What
1: level of apology? He yeah. threw the ball hard, down and away. It bounced up. Major league pitchers do that when they try to throw it as hard as they can.
0: Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, should be able, with his eyes closed, from where he was. To throw a ball that doesn't bounce to a catcher sixty feet away. Period. Yes. He could have done that. He Paul should have done it. He should do it every time. So you would have been. So you,
1: if he would have gone up there and just said. All right, here I go. I'm going to step up in front of the mound and just toss it over to the catcher. Dude, I'm not saying catcher, it's fine you're,
0: you're saying as soon as he decides to throw it hard, he's got allowance to throw it everywhere. He's throwing a ball hard his entire life. He didn't throw it
1: everywhere. It one hop. The, the catcher got a glove on it. It wasn't like it went straight to the left. It into is the not dugout. an
0: unreasonable expectation to expect a guy who's a few years out of the league and won a Super Bowl after the next surgery and who clearly is still a fit man to throw something close to a strike, even if he throws it hard, Chad. I know you, you want him to be able to lob it, and he would do it perfect. D- this is the worst. I don't want and him to lob it. it just, You're the one who wants to want lob it. I don't want him to lob it. I want him to throw it hard and well, both.
1: He's allowed to do both. Yes, he's also allowed to throw it hard and go outside and away. Just like a major league pitcher would when they throw it as hard as they a can. A Hall of Fame quarterback should not
0: bounce it. Paul, I saw
1: him throw a first pitch for the Tennessee-Arkansas game in Knoxville also. He threw it hard, and it was a
0: strike. Okay. It happens. Do that
1: at Great. the All-Star game. He did it again, and it bounced once. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I people not like, who oh, Who said, my said gosh, it's the Payton. worst thing
0: they've ever seen? Have they not seen Baba Bowie and Carl Lewis and all these other people who have thrown the worst pitches we've ever seen? I merely said it should be better than that, which is not unreasonable you know, in any way, shape, or form. You know why it should it sh- be better. Than you that. know why it should have been better because because the he's the greatest. Rocky
1: should have thrown the first pitch. Why is oh, Tom now Bob you want somebody else to throw it? Now he's he doesn't even want Peyton to
0: throw it. Hide
1: Peyton. No, they've got, they got they both of them out and there. Wave. Paul, I want the guy who played the sport throwing it. I'm saying if the Rockies and Major League Baseball are making the decision, why not get – there's two Tennessee Vols out Peyton there He didn't say no. He said from.
0: yes. He said yes. Of course. Say yes, go out, throw
1: a strike, boom, boom. I'm not blaming Todd Helton on him throwing in the dirt. I'm just saying – We're blaming everybody can but Can Todd
2: him. Helton
0: not physically throw? You're blaming everybody but him.
2: So Helton was a captain on the celebrity softball team. He didn't play because he has a knee issue right now.
0: has a knee issue right now. There, so people want to see either. Peyton Manning over Todd Helton.
2: Well, I think – He's bigger.
0: Bigger is better. It
1: wasn't on TV. I, I would agree with you if this was a nationally televised first pitch. But in Colorado for the All-Star game, I think it's – they want to see Peyton Manning, but they would be okay with Todd Helton being the one throwing out – or have both of them throw out a oh, first pitch. be okay. Pitch.
0: Well, well, you paid a ton of money for the thing. We'll give you something that's okay instead of something that's better than okay. I mean, if he's in the building and he's willing to throw the pitch, you have him throw the pitch. Yeah, he did, and he went for it. And it wasn't great. It Imagine. wasn't a great – I'm not
1: saying it was a great pitch. I'm just saying – it's not as bad as people are making it out to be.
3: Imagine if the game were held in Atlanta and Chipper Jones and Michael Vick were on the mound and they had Michael Vick throw the first pitch instead of Chipper. That's what the Rockies chose to
0: do. Uh, I, I think that uh, Peyton Manning is a way bigger than Michael Vick.
3: Michael Vick was a massive star in Atlanta.
0: Was a massive star in Atlanta. Also you know, ran a dog ring and all of that I'm stuff. Just, I'm giving comparison. Shame. Matt, or, Ryan. Matt Ryan. a comparison. Matt Ryan. not a Matt Ryan, then. Matt Ryan's not at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is one of the five best football players of all time. And but he's all, not one of the best baseball pitchers. And of all time. For, and for the
3: Major League <laughs> Baseball All
1: Star Game, they chose
3: to have Peyton throw the first pitch.
0: I don't understand why we're blaming the Rockies for Manning throwing a bad pitch.
1: I thought I'm just bringing up the point. I thought it was odd that there is a, a Hall of Famer that played for the Rockies that's out there. You got two guys. By the way, big six night six for Tennessee. You got two Tennessee Vols. Also, they were teammates. On the football team, yeah, was cool. Yeah, Todd Helton Two was the Tennessee starter ahead of Sports Peyton before he too. came in yeah. at quarterback. Recently, um,
0: the,
3: only cool them, is, I, the only reaction
0: to the only reaction anybody watching that, especially Tennessee fans, is I wish he threw a better pitch.
3: Well, look, uh, here, uh, here's, here's uh, yeah, the state it, of Major it, League Baseball. It, though. He could have done spent better for more sure. More time today discussing the uniforms and the first pitch than anything that happened last night. That's the state of Major League Baseball in the All Star Game. Consider that as part of the coverage of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. David Reed,
2: your primary complaint. Gentlemen, you're going to take a look at the screen here. So if you're listening to us uh, elsewhere, you're going to need to go back and take a look at the the live feed here because I'm not going to say what's on the screen right now because, well, I'm – I'm a little bit more sensitive than people think that I am. (laughs) So uh, there was an argument on Facebook recently. Uh, Someone in a group that I'm uh, a member of, her 11-year-old wanted to start a business where he picks up pet waste for lazy people who can afford to pay people to pick up their own their dog poop instead of themselves. I'm so game. Burglar. I'm game. So yeah, it's right at Paul's Alley. I think uh, Paul's probably going to call this number that's on the screen right now. But you probably need to do some research into you may want to the, the name of your business when you're going to name something because what you did is allow an 11-year-old knowingly she admitted. She knew that this was a gay slur. But still allowed her 11 year old to name a pet waste business after this slur. And then I, I'm the bad guy. I'm the one who takes all, all of the spears and arrows when I point out you probably shouldn't allow your 11 year old to name a business after a gay slur. So like, how am I the bad guy in this situation? Don't to point go there, out David. Your insensitivity. Insensitivity. Not sensitivity. You're <laughs> oh, insensitivity.
0: I like the clarification.
2: Look, I don't. I'm not. I'm not all into cancel culture. But how is this still being allowed? How is this still on Facebook? If I say something about COVID, I, I get a. I get oh, go morning. to Facebook jail for seven days. But this is allowed. That's my primary it's a
1: complaint. Five star rating for service.
2: I think it's probably also an indictment
1: <laughs> on the Zero success of the business naming. that they haven't been canceled yet. Five star rating. Apparently, <laughs> no one's nobody knows about or no one's, Yeah, no one's doing anything with that company. This is
0: the most attention it's gotten yet.
1: But uh, Reed brings up a great point. <laughs> it's always the person who rings the bell and points out the error oh, yeah. that gets condemned, and not the person who made the error. Right? It's the it's the the mom who gets mad at Reed for pointing it out. And I'm not just saying, yeah, I made a mistake, let's go back and correct You She should have
0: just said, Jimmy, uh, it's a great idea, I like your entrepreneurial spirit. Let's come up with a different name.
2: Yeah, how about, uh, let's name it Call of Duty. How about that? That's a cool name for a pet waste <laughs> removal system.
1: <laughs> that sound you just heard was a bell and also the sound of everyone that's watching right now that's putting into the Urban Dictionary <laughs> the name of that business and is responding on our YouTube chat <laughs> telling us, wow, that's disgusting. It had no idea. That's what that was. So well, well, that's, uh, what moms on that. that's what the mom said. That's what the mom said. It's heard. all about education on this show. It's all who, about education.
3: Who wrote in with an email this week, Jacob?
2: Uh, Stephen stories.
3: All right. Stephen, Stephen? or Stefan? That would complaint. be we'll MLB All-Star <laughs> uniforms. Having teams wear a generic uniform just seems wrong. Well, I always like seeing each team's different uniform. However, the main issue is they look horrendous. I can't believe someone at Nike uh, looked at these and said, yep. That will do nicely. If so, the average Joe would go and apply to be a uniform designer because anyone could come up with something that basic. A lot of logos are extremely basic and generic, and people get paid a ton of money for this. Oh, yeah. It's like well, the, the, state, the state of ten- Tennessee stamp now, uh, the, the, the symbol, like TN. Uh, the TN logo. It's just a TN with a red background.
0: Yeah. Well, we agree with you, Stephen. we talked yeah. about this earlier. Uh, they're a disaster. But it's amazing how many things we say this about that come out in, in uniforms now also i think they just run low on ideas because they have to have something new for every damn okay oh it's thursday night thursday night's new uniform night here's the 17th different uniform and they run out of ideas
3: it is uh, also you're also able at 360.kick.com to send a, send in a video or audio format for your primary complaint uh this week tyson pate uh sends in the email that says he is playing the role of oscar madison from the Odd Couple.
2: Oh, hello, boys. It's me, Oscar Madison. And my primary complaint is Primary Complaint. I used to love to hear Primary Complaint, and specifically the Complaint song. After <laughs> every complaint, you hear the refrain of, and they complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Every time, I swear. Sucker punch me right in the funny bone. I loved it. But now it's just nothing. On to the next complaint. So, I know Outkick is freshly flushed with all that Fox cash. So do the right thing. Pay whatever royalties need to be paid and make primary complaint whole again. Also, shout out to Kumar Raka, He's going to be huge. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets.
0: Mets. Appreciate well it. The Mets suck. That's well Great done. Great job, Tyson. That song is from, uh, sung by Tim Robbins, and it's from uh, a movie. I can't remember the movie now. It's a bad movie.
1: Is there a way to uh, have our in-house cover. band, yes. Dad's Acid, record of their own version of that song and not get in trouble?
0: I think that's idea. I like the
3: go. idea of just going to Fox and saying,
1: we need this song. That too is there. a possibility. Let's just Let's
3: start, start it there. It can't
1: be that expensive. I know Fox <laughs> is good for it. The last I checked, the Fox Corp is good for the Maybe money Maybe they produce the it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, we actually have a. We, we, 21st Century Fox put out the film, so we have it. Have fun. Go to town.
2: That song is from a group named The Vandals, Paul. I don't know where you got to. Some Robbins people
0: have from. work. Others do not. And they complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. That's what it's from. Um, and it was a. And, and it's not the, the The Vandals is the band that
1: played it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he sang he it. He sang it in, it in the song. Uh, yeah.
0: And it, it's a movie, I think, called. I thought it was called Tom Roberts. He's he's a politician. Hold on.
1: Tim Robbins played a character named Tom Roberts? <laughs> yeah. But it's <laughs> be confusing for him. <laughs> it
0: doesn't seem right though. Is it Tom? To find you mean Tim,
1: right? No, oh Tim. No, Tom Ro- okay Tom Roberts. Coming up, the Tennessee Power Hour. Stick with us
3: for Outkick 360. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.